I'm almost 26 years old, and I live alone, have no friends, never been to a party, cheated on in every serious relationship I've ever been in, and life is just really lonely. Just another holiday, I'm by myself. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs, attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. I'm just like, bitchy me, attitude me, complain a lot, me. I guess I'm not his type. Hi, girls. I love your stuff. <laughs> Josie's so drunk, but I love her. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. And my money. husband will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely a fucking on your No. He's gonna fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's gonna be a fucking engineer doctor, one of the fucking two, and he's gonna buy me as many fucking Louis as I want, shit. as many Chanel's, as many Gucci belts as I want, as many fucking Louis purses that I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you gonna do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it and put the pin number and boom money just comes right out everybody it is coach greg adams there i am back in here with another youtube live stream we are back Woo! what a weekend a lot of <laughs> i got a headache in this mug all right so anyway all right anyway man i indulged in the weekend just to let you guys know there were plenty of feet running around here <laughs> it's a mess it's like caligula up in here Anyway, 
Let's get into this subject matter. This is going to be a very important show. I'm not worried about uh, the numbers or anything like that. What I'm worried about is everyone's mental health. And as you can see, mental health is a very serious issue if you're experiencing major symptoms. And we're going to go over these symptoms and you're in denial, which a lot of people are. Please go seek help. Um, and I know I'm going to have to mention this quite a few times because what it's going to appear like is I'm the narcissist. I am going to point out what's wrong with everyone else and everything's right with me, right? And it's going to appear like I'm making fun of people who have mental health issues, and I'm certainly not doing that. What we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how mental health issues or lack thereof, all right, lack of mental health has affected many people's relationships. We're going to give you video and statistical, statistical evidence related to this when many of you guys did not know that this was the issue. And I've been saying this over and over again about the amount, the amount of people, including women, okay, that have had mental health issues. And not only mental health issues, they have a long range of issues that they've been dealing with prior to you showing up. Now, because you did not vet them, because the only thing you guys say is, but coach, she thick, all right? That is the way you guys get yourselves in trouble. So what we're going to do is I always teach you about this, which is the scale of the pre and post nut clarity. All right. And so pre clarity or somebody just said it uh, in my comment section related to a video I did pre fog. All right. You're in a fog in which you ignore a lot of the issues that highly affect women that are going to affect you if you engage with them on a short or long term a uh, relationship, even short-term relationships can have dangerous consequences if you don't ask the right questions or if you don't vet. If you don't vet these experiences that she's dealing with in her past, her past traumas, her past issues, her past issues with depression, anxiety, stress, all right? What about bi bipolar disorder and all of these things that are very prevalent in our world? Substance abuse. A lot of these issues are going to affect you and I'm just letting you know right now, a lot of us men don't look at these issues. Many of us men think we can handle these situations. Ah, oh, look at this little girl. I can handle her. All right, I'll sign my name on the dotted line. The lights went out and Nikki started the grind. And you be like, man, I can handle that. Come back, Nikki, come back. All right, but what happens is it gets out of hand. And many times where it really hurts you guys, what hurts the most, what hurts you is that this woman who knew she had some mental issues chose to pursue relationships, hide those issues from you. And then all of a sudden, when the thing goes wrong, when the chips are down, she turns you into the what? Domestic violation court, or she turns you into the slice and dice, or she turns you into the situation where she takes you in and she gets knocked up because she has nowhere to go. She gets knocked up, and now you're dealing with child support, okay? Now you're dealing with you got into a marriage. And married people, you're not off the hook here, all right? Because you know I'm going to tie it into you married people. We're going to talk about the effects of the bait and switch, the postpartum depression, the, uh, the likelihood that you're with a woman that you had a child with, and she experienced postpartum depression. She never got help. And then if in some cases have mixed it with this codependency uh, with alcohol, drug use, and then all of a sudden you've had problems in your marriage. 
And now you're thinking, look, okay, let's let's go to marriage counseling. Let's go to this. And all along, it was either a mix of medication that she was already taking, past history, postpartum depression. All right. And now you're trying to get your relationship in order, but you're dealing with either an addict or a person that is seeking help. Okay. We're going to go through all of this. All right. This is going to talk about some parts of the relationship that you guys um, seem to overlook and think you can handle. Let me just tell you this. In all of the sectors of the segmented world of the so-called manosphere, the players and max, or as I call them, wannabe players and max. All right. The PUAs, which some people are new here. These are the pickup artists. These were the people in the late 90s and to the 2000s that dressed like they went to a Guns N' Roses concert or they came from the wannabe player and max segment. And then they taught men how to cold approach women in public, pretty much giving women all the ammunition they need to understand that here comes one another one of these phony fools. All right. If you live in a major metroplex, the women know what's coming as soon as your goofy butt walk up to. Them. OK, so the secret's already out. Women aren't falling for this goofiness anymore. OK. Now, you even have the MGTOW monks and all of these people. These are the things that they never talk about. Let me say not never. Rarely talk about. They rarely talk about these things. And if you take these approaches, they may talk about them, but they may not give you any ammunition to deal with them because here's the deal. You cannot deal with them. It is not your problem. And let me give a message to the Purple Pill Hope strategist you damn Superman cape wearing dudes. Let me give you a message for you because this affects you. Because there's been an evasion of the purple pill coming in here. All right. A lot of lonely hearts and hopeless romantics. All right. Here's the deal, gentlemen. A lot of you guys think that you're armed with enough masculinity or enough manhood to deal with women who have mental health issues. And I'm going to just tell you right now, you're a fool. What you need to do is when you see one, you need to run, all right? And so a lot of guys think, well, I'll be there to help her and I'll be there for a shoulder to cry on and I'll be there to help her through her issues. No, you aren't. Guys, you're going to be one of the reasons why she continues on her uh, adventure of mental health. Now, let me just say this. We're gonna talk about it from the perspective of men and women. So you're somebody's gonna come late into the show. Well, well what about the men who are on mental? We're not talking about that, all right? We can talk about that. And I will mention it briefly, but my show is typically catered to men who are looking into women or looking to date women or looking for answers in how they got into a crazy relationship. So just understand that when I say that. All right. And let me just tell you, all right, I'm setting this up. Let me just tell you the data that I'm going to present will also tell you that women are disproportionately affected by these issues in greater amounts than men. And I'm going to give you the reasons why they gave you the science behind the reasons why women are disproportionately more affected by mental health issues than men. Now, listen, this is one of those situations where women are like, well, what about the men? You guys aren't worried about the men on these other issues, but you want to sit here and say, you need to tell it evenly coach. You need to worry about the men. Well, listen, in our world, we cater everything to women, all right? We sell them stuff. We actually say, this is better for women. Now we get to have our light and our time in the sun. But now you want me to now flip it back and give me some, uh, put some shade back on the men, all right? But what about when? What about when? Well, that goes both ways, coach. Well, that goes both ways. Hold on for a second. But coach, what you're saying is actually 
I'm not going to say it's true or not. I'm just going to say, but that goes both ways. That that goes both ways. All right. You're, you're just saying on one side, but it actually goes both ways. All right. You know what? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that both ways. You know, that goes both ways. So what she's saying is, are, are you admitting that I'm right about the point? where? But, 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 but what about with the men? But, but that goes both ways. <laughs> but that goes both ways. <laughs> Where's my both ways, ladies? At all right. When when you talk, when they talk about who run the world, girls, do you say that goes both ways? When they talk about the future of female, does that go both ways? All right. What about all of the situations where uh, you know uh, women are supposed to get Goldman Sachs ten billion dollars? Does that go both ways? What about eight hundred and fifty dollars in Georgia? Does that go both ways? All right. Mm. When it don't go both ways, all right, y'all be quiet as hell. Y'all be like, when this when it's your advantage. But coach, not all women. And that goes both ways, all right. But when you stand, when it's time for your time to shine, you stand in the light. Up, uh, women and children first, sir. All right, sit your ass down. All right, that doesn't go both ways. <laughs> oh man, shout out to the both ways ladies out here. But that goes both ways, coach. Coach, that goes both. Coach, that goes both ways. More, more women working. Women making more than men in many metropolitan areas, but that don't go both ways. <laughs> All right, shout out to JJ Frost. They cried already. Shout out to JJ Frost. He says, My ex needed therapy and anger management. You can call me crazy. You, you, you. I'm good for some 80s and 90s songs, man. I can make a song out of every damn thing. All right, but um, you know that is true. You can call me crazy, man. I'm going to tell you guys. I had a, I had a, you know, a friend that I reference here all the time. My Newport beach blondie with the fake boom booms. All right. Um, here's the deal, dude. I used to call her crazy. I used to be like, you're crazy. <laughs> right. And she would get, she would go crazy. <laughs> she would literally go crazy. Well, I, I'm tired. I'm tired of people calling me crazy. Why does everybody call me crazy? I'll be like, Damn, get the hint. <laughs> if everybody calling you crazy, perhaps you might be crazy. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't work all the time, but wow. All right, Classy Beats says, happy money day, coach. I got money. He says, oh, hope you all had a uh, great Easter weekend. Shout out to the coach gang. Yes, uh, shout out to the, to the Easter, the Easter bunny people. We did a show yesterday. Oh, he also says, Coach, please tell me you heard about the Transformer inmate getting two female inmates pregnant in New Jersey. He stole your idea. No, I think somebody mentioned that last week. Um, <laughs> and in that, I think it's quite clever. All right. Hey, like, I'm telling you guys, if I get pulled over for a traffic ticket, I'm trans. I identify as a woman. Please throw me in the clink. If I got warrants, pick me up. I'm going to the female prison and you know what's going to happen there. I'm going to just let y'all know. I'm going all the way back. All right. Y'all going to be hearing. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Ooh. Ah. Y'all going to be hearing that all through the damn prison gates. That prisoner going to be like, Man, this guy clapping cheeks every damn five minutes. Can 
And then she'll be like, I'm out of here, Koji. Like, I'm out of this damn thing. And I'll be like, bring another one up. <laughs> bring another one. I need a roommate up in here. I'm afraid to be alone. All right. I want to be alone with you. They close up the door, you know, at nine o'clock when they turn off the lights, turn off the lights and they lock the, the, the prison cell. Click, clink. All right. All you're going to hear is turn off the lights. Doom, doom, doom. Light a candle. I'd be like, come on in, baby. Come on, baby. Uh-huh. Here we go. I'm going to be knocking up all because they can't be no child support in jail. Can I get a child support on jail if I'm in prison? If I'm in prison, is there child support? <laughs> all right, girls getting clapped left and right. I'm just letting y'all know, man. Shout out to Classy Beats. If I get thrown, if I get thrown over, I'm not gonna wrestle with the cop or tussle with him. I'm just gonna say I'm trans. <laughs> it's gonna be a nightmare. I'm gonna be a problem up in the clink. I'm gonna be a problem. So I'm just letting y'all know, man, when that go down and you see my mugshot and I got the wig, <laughs> all right, uh, it's going to be a mess. Shout out to B-Real Mahogany. Yes, every relationship. Also, I figured out we, as men, date who reflect our self-esteem. Date, I entered the Free Agent Lifestyle Rehab 2018. Shout out to you. Uh, most all of your relationship definitely have been uh, affected by this mental health issue. For sure. Don. Christo says CGA the goat and shout out to the gang gang in the building. Appreciate y'all. All right, Simon Small, we back, brother. Good to see you again. U.S. Army retire. Hey, coach, did you hear about Cindy Heron from the R&B group? I knew I knew that name on Vogue. They have filed for divorce after 28 years of marriage. Damn. So all of my guys in here, coach, I got a good marriage, man. You make your YouTube videos. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when, all right? So 28 years, 28 years. And Cindy was the fine, tall, uh, model-esque woman, if I'm not mistaken. She was also in Juice giving Q some peace leave, all right, up in there. Yeah, you know, what's going on, man? It's, it's crazy, bro. 28 years of marriage, gone. All right, she like, hold on to your love, steam rolling. Women on med mental medication, we was likely psychotic. I got a video sent by a sister. I would say her name, but a sister of the feet picture gang in the building. Uh, she sent me this sister yesterday. Um, and uh, check this out. We're going to play a scary video, and I'm going to break it down. EO, we got three more. EO says, Coach, ex-wife, 12 years, had B D BPD uh, and uh, didn't want to get TX or is it treatment? I think or prescriptions. He says my job was to save her. LOL. Met her tweets after previous relationship ended, and you thought you were winning. You thought you were winning. Oh, I got this. See, this is why. Like, oh, this good fine forty year old sister. Ooh, she looked good. She looked good for her age. Check her medicine cabinet. Check her medicine. I keep saying that. Check her medicine cabinet. Round 310, shout out to the IRS, the OG mobsters, all right? Today is tax day, all right? So uh, at least get your payments postmarked by the day or you're going to get, um, you're going to get, um, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get interest in penalties. I'm going to just tell you that, 
All right. And if you don't come up with the money pretty relatively soon after that, uh, you're going to get more than interest and penalties. And uh, you can't file for an extension, ladies and gentlemen. But how it works is you better send them some money when you file for the extension, just in case you owe them. All right. If you owe them and you send some money ahead of time, uh, they'll refund you if it's not within that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you you sent us X amount of dollars, but it was actually this. Eh, we'll send you. <laughs> We'll send you a refund. But if you're expecting a refund, all right, uh, you really don't have to. I mean, don't take my advice on this one. But if you're anticipating a refund and you're likely to get a refund, well, they'll, they'll, it's whatever. It's whatever, right? Go see an accountant. Don't take my word from any of this. Faceless man, last one says, Coach, please do a stream in response to the tech leads. Latest video about his child support trial outcome. Uh, give him the buzzer. Yeah, he gets the buzzer on that one. I actually saw the lead attorney going in on Tech Lead's latest video, and he's one of those guys, not the lead attorney, but Tech Lead is one of those guys. Um, He's been red-pilled, and it hurts. What hurts the most? But you know what's going to happen? When men get hurt, the world doesn't care. When men are hurt, the world doesn't care, okay? And uh, in this situation here, He's been hurt. He has to pay uh, uh, significant money through his divorce. And he's been going through this for several years now. The wife just took the kid and she and the bag. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> and uh, Tech Lee realized that marriage, yeah, is it's, it's a scam. All right, last one. Uh, I said that last time. Gregory Hardaway, respect coach. Whatever happened with that chick from Lithuania you dated? How did it end? I was curious. You're quite, anyway, yeah, quite a few chicks have mental issues. Um, and they'll admit it. But then when I talk about that, then they're going to say I'm hating. Right. I'm not hating. I'm I'm addressing what the public is talking about. But the chick from Lithuania, I think we end up breaking it. All. Oh, I, I told you she had, she disclosed later on that she had been married three times and she was already pushing for marriage with me. And I told her it ain't never going to happen. Oh, you never know. I never know. And then she'd always be like, oh, I drove by this place. They had the most beautiful wedding dresses in her accent. I'm like, stop. Just stop it. You know what I mean? Like, stop. Then she came up with the secret ones. Oh, you know, I actually was married three times. She was 32. Married three times. And I cut her off. That's when I cut her off. But I had already just started getting into the red pill by that point. So I was recognizing the signs. I saw the signs. And I got the hell up out of there, bro. And she ended up, she was the one also that later on, she was like, oh, I miss you. And then we somehow got in touch with each other. And I was like, oh, let's meet up for lunch. Took her to lunch, got some sushi, and then she came home. And then guess what? Oh, I'm glad we're back together again. I was like, nope. Oh, we ain't back together. <laughs> I just clapped them cheeks. She was like, what this is? What this this then? Is this is this an African accent or a Lithuanian accent? What this this then? What this mean? What this mean? <laughs> right? What this mean that I just... That's all that means. Now you can go back. Gotta get my bag and run. Go back to your apartment, baby. <laughs> all right. So anyway, that sounds like African mostly to me. Anyway, all right. Uh, people be like, man, just get to the topic, man. Look, this is a podcast. This is edutainment. The be- you know what? You know, timestamp game. Shout out to Avery. Timestamp. The guy, Avery, Avery puts uh, timestamps in every stream. All right. But I'm going to just let you know. And listen, you do what you want with your time. I realize you can't 
watch me for as long as I'm on. But what I'm going to tell you is this. If you're not watching the whole show through, some things aren't going to make any sense. If you just skip to the 45-minute mark, all right, let me just deal with the subject. It ain't going to make no sense because I've already set up the show. I've already set up the show, right? You know what I mean? Like I do my background analysis because then you're going to then you're going to be mad and angry, right? Why are you saying this and why are you saying that? Well, the reason why like this part of the show, I set up the main topic. Basically, I do all of the window dressing. I give you the data, statistics, I give you the sources. This is what I do and then by middle of the show towards the end, I I hammer the point home. I slam dunk it in. But if you just show if you just show up for the fast breaks and slam dunks, you're you're going to be like, well, well, this isn't true. And then you'll be the first one to comment some bullshit in my comment section. You'll be the first damn one. Well, what you're saying is, and I'm like, bro, you missed the early setup. This right now is called the setup. Then I'll knock it down later on. All right. But it's OK. I know I, I respect everyone's time. This is why you can go over to the Quick Hits channel and uh, my homeboy, um, Avi. Avi, Avi or Avi, shout out to him. He does the breakdowns and he puts it on the Quick Hits channel just for the people who don't have time. All right, so let's set up the mental health issues. This is in England, but I'm going to reference this anyway. It says women in mental health in England, uh, around one in five women have a common mental health problem, Woo. such as anxiety, depression, and or self-harm. You guys don't know the have. You guys do not know the have, guys. Let's go into the Americas here. Wait, why did I skip one? Oh, here's America. National Alliance of Mental Health. So you know I ain't bringing up no bullshit. One in five U.S. adults experience mental health, uh, Ill, mental illness each year. One in 20 U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. Just like the guy that got onto the subway uh, or the train in Brooklyn, obviously suffering from some mental health issues. One in six U.S. youth age Six to 17 experience a mental health disorder each year. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins by age 14 and 75% by age 20. And deletion is the second leading cause of death amongst people age 10 to 34. Okay, so if they're not going specifically with relationships, sometimes they don't delete themselves. They actually get you in a situation where you basically want to delete yourself. Okay. Um, here it is right here. This is from the uh, Regis College. I think they're in Colorado. Ment uh, women's Mental Health 101. Statistics, symptoms, and resources. So this is when I get into it and I say, listen, this is an issue that affects women and it affects men who get in relationships with women. So this article is going to clear it up and say, yeah, this is a major problem with women. One of the greatest challenges facing the healthcare industry. Did I just give them the L? Well, there's a reason why. Is the fight against mental illness to begin with serious conditions such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, BPD, and BBD. Depression and anxiety are often difficult to diagnose. Perhaps, but perhaps the most daunting obstacle to treatment of mental health disorders is the social stigma attached to the disease. The reluctance of patients to seek treatment for mental health disorders disproportionately affects women. Let me read that again. The reluctance of patients to, uh, to seek treatment for mental health disorders disproportionately affects women. 
in large part because women are more susceptible than men, in large part because women are more susceptible than men to many common mental health conditions. All right, so this is why I'm going to lean heavier on when men experience mental health issues with women. Matter of fact, I made a tweet about it in February 19th, 2022. There's my account. And I said, never underestimate the fact that many of your weirdest interactions with women have been because she was high as a kite. Prescription drugs, recreational drugs, and antidepressant all apply. So you might go through a situation where you look back and say, damn, what's wrong with Karen? She bugging. She tripping. You got me tripping. All right. So in this situation here, uh, you might not realize this. This person is crazy. Remember, I showed you the video of the one woman in, I think it was Victoria's Secret in Texas somewhere. And the woman was crying, lying all over the floor, holding her big ass granny drawers that she was about to purchase. And she got into this little deal with this black woman. And it was a white Karen looking like sloppy yogurt. And she was all over the floor. All right, crazy. A lot of you guys are dealing with women and you're cold approaching women and you're in relationships, you're cohabitating with women. And here it is right here. A lot of them, it says right here, the reluctance of patients to seek treatment for mental health disorder disproportionately affects women. They have this crazy um, uh, quote called 25% of women are on mental health meds and three out of four are all running around undiagnosed. Okay, in large part because women are more susceptible than men to many common mental health conditions. Now, this is a current thing for me. I encourage people to get treatments and whatnot for their issues. Although in our society, we've been far too um, willing to medicate people. All right. And uh, the, the this is why I gave the industry a thumbs down for the most part, because I think they take advantage of people who are already in a weakened state or they're entitled. Something's wrong with them. Obviously, something's wrong with them. But then they get taken advantage of as per you're going to hear the video we're going to talk about later. Studies have found that women who use drugs experience greater physical and mental health repercussions than men. So there you go again, ladies. Women actually have a greater physical or, uh, or mental health repercussions than men. Women who use drugs present higher rates of depression and anxiety, deletion tendencies, isolation, and general uh, psychological disorders or distress. So... They're they're aiming at we need to fix women in their mental health. Okay. Sex and gender differences and substance abuse. We're going to talk about drug, alcohol, and substance abuse too. Cause I'm not a big druggie. I'm not a big smoker. I'm not a big drinker. All right. But I've noticed when I'm around women when they drink, it's a catastrophe. It's an absolute nine times out of ten. And now this can go for men too, but nine times out of ten, if they drinking, it's about to be a sh show that's what it's about to be all right my girl Josie. I love you so <laughs> Josie's so drunk but I love <gasps> Josie <laughs> Josie you're going now I'm gonna give you another red pill here all right um in regards to campus sexual assault when it comes to campus great and all of these issues that you hear all these statistics one in five women will be a great well what happens is they bring these cases forward to the university, to the police officers, and they don't get seen. And so women will say, this is a disadvantage. No one's helping us. But what's happening is the majority of these cases often centered around 
alcohol or drug abuse or some, alcohol and drugs were present, meaning they both one or more of, were impaired, causing it to be a problem later on. Now, here's my philosophy over here. If you're a new booty. All right. I say if both people are impaired, they're both dumbasses and that's what happens. But what will happen is in our society, we say the woman was impaired, the man is impaired, but his judgment mattered, her judgment didn't. And I think that's entirely not fair. That's you having your cake and eat it too. That's you playing, uh, not allowing equal equality to stand. Both people are impaired. Both of you guys are dumbasses. Both of you guys were far, up far too late. Both of you guys were participating in recreational drugs. However, you're not responsible for your behavior, and he is. You both need to fix your judgment because plausible deniability is always in. Well, I was out there acting like a skis, getting drunk and snorting lines and popping perks and out here combining alcohols, but he should have known better. No, 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 no. We don't play that over here. And I don't care what you say. That is foul. That's foul ball territory. Try again. As a matter of fact, that's if you want to reference a case in Alabama, two high school students got into a mess when a woman said, hey, I was taken advantage of at a party. Come to find out she was drunk. He was drunk. And they both had to dismiss the case. But he got his future college uh, scholarships ruined. But both were impaired and they actually had to draw a line and say, what? Well, both of y'all were drinking illegally. Both of you guys either had were responsible or both of you guys were irresponsible. It's not going to be that he was responsible when you had none. You hear you hear what I'm saying? So those days are gone, ladies, where you can say, well, I was suffering from anxiety, depression. I was on all these mental health drugs. I was drinking and I actually mixed some alcohol and I'm and I was out of it. But he was doing something similar but he's responsible. Those days are going. They're, they're going, going, gone. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it can't, you can't have it both ways. So let's give you another bit of uh, advice here. This is the setup. Sex and gender differences in substance abuse. Women face unique issues when it comes to substance abuse in part uh, influenced by sex and biological differences in gender differences based on cultural uh, defying norms and roles of women. So here it is right here. Anytime, anytime something negative is going to happen. Oh, well, we're different. All right. But anytime something favors the men, no, we're the same. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? All right. We're all the same. We're all equal. But then when they want us to listen and they want to skirt responsibility. Yeah, but we're different though. <laughs> it's like one of these crazy things that we live in. Scientists who study substance abuse have discovered that women who use drugs can have issues related to hormones, menstrual menstrual men, menstrual cycles, fertility, pregnancy, breastfeeding, and menopause. In addition, women themselves descri uh, describe unique reasons for using drugs, including including controlling weight, fighting exhaustion, coping with pain, and attempts to self treat medical uh, mental health issues and problems. Hey, um, this goes into people who diet. Crash diets, crash diets can affect your mental. All right. A lot of times people are just hungry. At the end of the day, you're just hungry and um, you're not doing that because you're trying to crash diet. Well, once you mix drugs and alcohol with that or any mental health issues, it's a disaster. It's a catastrophe. All right. And they're even admitting once you add in menstrual cycle, fertility, hormones, it's a it's a damn shit show. 
Let's give you a scary number. 19.5 million females age 18 or older have used illicit drugs in the past. Going back to my tweet, never underestimate the fact that many of your weirdest interactions with women have been because she was high as a kite. Prescription drugs, recreational drugs, or antidepressants all apply. Let's hammer in the point just here. Uh, postpartum depression. So for my married people or my people who are knocking up women left and right. Here's a quick look at postpartum depression. Depression. Approximately one in 10 women will experience postpartum depression after giving birth, with some studies reporting one in seven. Okay, so if you have a wife, if you have a live-in woman, if you've knocked up a woman and she starts acting strange after she delivers the baby, she's probably suffering from postpartum depression and she don't know it. Now you're having these strange interactions and you're it's forcing you to do better. Oh, I better do better. I better do better. But there is no do better. She's actually needs some help and some therapy to guide her way through this. Now, when I report this, this is misogynist. But when you need the help, you want me to be sympathetic to you. What is it going to be? What's it going to be? Is it going to be you and me? I'm grabbing this straight from the sources here. Postpartum depression generally lasts three to six months. However, this varies based on several factors. It is estimated that nearly 50% of mothers with postpartum depression are not diagnosed by a health professional. So when your wife starts acting weird and craving pickles and ice cream and sending you to the store, and then when you come back from the store and forget her maxi pads, I'm not happy. <laughs> she going crazy when women say they're just searching for happiness and they can't find their happy side and I want happiness and I'm not happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> they're literally right. They're not happy. They're not in their right mind. And then your marriage starts going down the drain. Okay. Your marriage starts going down the drain. Somebody says, no, it lasts over a year. Exactly. I'm going to give you that stat here. It says 80% of women with postpartum depression will achieve a full recovery. But some of these times with their, that they're in postpartum depression, it could be a year. And there's different types of postpartum depression. There's postpartum depression. There's postpartum psychosis, which is a lot more, um, a lot more, uh, why, why is this? Uh, it's a lot more, uh, what do you call it? A lot more tougher. This is right here by ethnicity and race, but I noticed this isn't here in America. Uh, but it's, this is not racially uh, exclusive deal here, right? And now men can get it. All right. You know why men are getting postpartum depression? Because the wife got it. <laughs> All right. And now he's depressed. He can't figure it out. A lot more intense. So now that we set it up and you know what direction we're going, we're going to have her on the point, point after we get to these super chats. Okay. Because if you skipped ahead, you're going to just jump into the, the, the core of the message. But guys, you got to realize what I'm talking about. It's not misogyny. It's not I hate or bitter or hurt. It's nothing. It's giving you an understanding of what you probably experienced. And in that, even though you probably experienced that, you have no evidence. But something, something changed, guys. Have you ever been with your girl and just something changed? And you're like, what is going on? And she just, I'm not happy. <laughs> she happy one day. She gone the next. She done snorted up lines. She got her, hey, her best friend is a weed head. And she's getting your wife into indulging in the spirit. Alcoholism. All right. Alcoholism is prevalent in our country. 
So much so that the first one of the first feminist movement uh, things to do was to kill alcoholism in our country. I don't know if you guys know that the uh, prohibition acts were led by some of the led by primarily women who had alcohol um, enraged husbands that used to come and give them that backhand. And they was like, we got to get rid of that demon. And they tried and they only made mobsters rich. Okay, so then they figured out we'll never do that again. So they figured out how to tax the hell out of uh, liquor. But in that, we have a culture that uh, pedestalizes uh, uh, drinking. And so everything's around drinks. And you guys got to go out to the club with a drink in your hand. They charge $25 for a regular drink, right? But the bottle costs 35 bucks. What the is going on here? Okay, any restaurant that's in business right now is only surviving based on their liquor license. All right, they ain't surviving off food sales. And many restaurants open in order to uh, sell liquor and push liquor. If there's a restaurant and they don't have liquor, all right, they going out of business quickly. All right, they going out of business. They done. The mommy wine time. It's wine o'clock. It's wine o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. All right. Uh, it's 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 out of control. And people don't realize that a lot of your problems that you're having with women it stems from alcohol abuse. And then when you tie in the mental health issues, it's a shit show. <laughs> All right. It's disastrous. Box wine, ladies. All right. Anyway, let's get to these super chats and then we'll get into the show. Shout out to everybody. Hit, the, Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Let's get some more people in here because this is an important message for men to know. Uh, Gregory Hardaway, I got you, brother. Rory says, you're already on fire today, coach. We at it. We, in, we on fire today. Give it to me, Biden. Give it to me, baby. Biden don't want to talk today. You gotta get my Biden talk. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> te- you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Kevin Brower. Did you see a story in Oklahoma? A pastor's wife had her gump delete or the gump lover had her gump lover delete her husband, the pastor of their church. And now she's facing life in the pen death by simp. Um, The scary thing about marriage and divorce is a lot of people will say, well, divorce is not an option, but murder is Mm. (laughs) somebody. Please tell me why John AG's in the building. Thank you, sir. Clarence Gaston with the sponsorship. What's up, coach? A 20-year-old junior college student was over this weekend. Yes, pretty feet. The coach gang like them young. Shout out to the coach gang and all the brunettes at Brigham Young University. I got money. Shout out to the young ladies of the coach gang. Shout out to the older women, too. Shout out to you and your human resource job. You at you at the job right now listening to me, and you and you're firing off emails, pushing papers and pens around. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm doing work. Push the pins over here. You know, an hour later, you'll push them over there. You'll organize your desk. You'll file through paperwork. You'll fire off emails. I'm working. <laughs> All right. I have a career. So I could focus on my career. All right. Shout out to them paper, pencil and paper pushing. All right. Out here getting that bag. All right. Firing off emails. Hey, man, I got this email. Did you get my email? Oh, I fired off a couple of emails. I mean, do, do not email me, guys. <laughs> I know people email me. I don't know where these emails come from. I'll get a notification. Somebody sent you an email. I'm like, where? I'll go and try to find the address. Like, how did they get that email address? I don't even look at that. <laughs> so I sent them an angry email. 
And then they fired it off. They sit back. They fire that email off. Kaboom! And they're like, yeah, World War III is about to assume, uh, ensue. I sent an email. <laughs> you ever hear of? You make all that money to fire off emails. All right, come on. <laughs> Shout out to the email fire offers. All right. Um, you're sitting behind the digital computer thinking you're causing nuclear, the nuclear fallout. Soon as I get into work, roll in with my donuts and coffee. Hey, uh, we got a meeting. Damn, I was going to do all of this. I was going to do all of that. They sit down. So I could focus on my career. All right, we got a meeting at 9 o'clock, Adams. Get over there. All right, 9 o'clock, sitting in the meeting. All right, this should be, this meeting could be sent in an email, but this meeting could take 15 minutes. I'll be back on my routine. Half hour later. Oh, I have an idea. Oh, would you listen to me? Don't talk over me. I have a fantastic idea. Oh, here we go. Martha from Human Resources, who has the early retirement plan option, has an idea. Okay, let's go. She get the long, being long-winded, talking. All right, I'm like, if you don't sit your Teletubby ass down, sit down. This shit should be over. I should be doing my damn job. But no, Martha wants to be heard. (laughs) She on there, long-winded as hell. Oh, my God. Asking questions they didn't already covered in the meeting, rehashing. Sit down. But I have ideas. Man, go email somebody your damn idea. We don't want to hear it. Sit down. All right. Shout out to Terrell Clark says, Hey, coach, met a girl on an app. She tried to hide the fact that she had a six month old and a one year old. She was a single mother by choice. Gone. All right. Let me circle back. Uh, Yeah, guys, uh, you guys got to do your due diligence when it comes to dating. And men don't do it. And listen, we want to say that all of these things are women's fault, but it's your fault. You got to do your due diligence. You got to learn when to run. Das Token, that's why I like my junior college girls. Got to get them before they damage, before they get chewed up and spit out in these streets. In these streets. Or by these streets. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, the best way to dodge this is not to deal with uh, women over, you know, 25, 28 sometimes, but 25 for sure. By that time, they are a mess. And and here's what we have to understand. Uh, They become a mess way earlier than men. And don't be mad at me. I read articles talking about this. When they're 14 and 15, you have women cutting themselves, young women, depressed, entitled. Uh, I'm going to. When I play this video, you're going to be blown away. She's going to admit all of this stuff. Okay? She's going to admit it. So you got to watch out for these things. By the time they've been spit up and chewed out and bypass relationships, because a lot of women start early, it's going to be a mess. You're picking up a mess. All right? And I would encourage you to you do not help them. Avoid them. Block their phone number. Do not help these people. It is not your job to help them. I always say I'm not a rest haven for people who have problems. All right. Just because you have a problem, do not use me as your sounding board, as your therapy, as your way to recover, to complete you, to piece your life back together, to rebound. I don't care. It is not me, baby. All right. Go get some damn help. It ain't me. I don't care what the peace leave is like. Uh, Last one, Vincent Dean Jr. Because of Simpson White Knights of the world, they have mental issues. And so do the women they save. We'll talk about some of these men that have mental issues as well. 
Um, everyone should get checked, especially the community, because we tend to look at mental health issues as, oh, man, you know, that's something that these white people got problems with. Well, uh, you know, these therapists are going to cost you $215 an hour or, or such. You can find programs that aren't going to charge you that much. But um, if you grow up in war zones, you need mental health uh, therapy. Like I got out of the hood when I was 14. And I've been living in the pristine, uh, crazy ass suburb since then, right behind gates. And these people will acknowledge their mental health issues. They also will use it as a crutch. So it's hard to figure out where people are coming from. Grease Man, Texas, great Sunday show, coach. Thank you, man. The members' live stream was Liddy. All right, we were talking about seeking arrangements again. We broke it down. But if you're a member of Patreon, you can get the replay. Or if you're a, if you're a member here, you can get the replay of those as well. Just make sure you click the community tab to access the videos because they won't pop up because they're uh, they won't pop up. Let's just say that if you're a member here or on Patreon. And if you ever wanted to know, I swear to God, I got an email, man. How do I find your Patreon? I'll be like, damn, y'all really want me to hold your hand, huh? <laughs> it's just like, shit. I'm like, damn, how did you get through life this far so far? I'm not trying to make fun of you, but damn. Like, I could search up stuff. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. Like, I could be like Coach Greg Adams' Patreon. It might come up. You know what I mean? Hold on for a second. I'm going to try to prove that. Hold on for a second. Coach Greg Adams' Patreon. There it is right there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally comes up like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Sheesh. I swear the email said that. Well, I'm trying to find it. I just want to support you. Woo. But here's the link below. I know, man. I know. I, I take things for granted. I think everybody's on my level, but they're not. And I don't mean to offend you, but I can't hold your hand in life. I can't hold your hand in life, man. And ladies, I'm not holding your hand. All right. I don't care, man. I'm not a rest agent. I'm not here to save you. All right, you want to get to this video? Let's get to this video. Shout out to the 50-minute mark. Hashtag, uh, uh, what do you call it? Not hashtag. Why can't I click on this? Uh, the, uh, the, 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 what do you call it? Timestamp game. So All right, so here it is right here. We're going to get off chimp bunk mode. This is from Soft White Underbelly. Boy, that started up the, man, Soft White Underbelly. That sounds like a fantastic weekend. All right. <laughs> that sounds like a weekend at the junior college. Soft white underbelly? Wow. It's fair use. I've already used one of their videos, so now they're tipped off. But um, I will say that uh, they produce great videos. And might I add, again, a sister sent me this video. Sister, you been on oh my mind. Let's talk about this woman here. All right, Gianna. Hi. Gianna, where'd you grow up? Where are you from originally? Um, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Seattle. I was, yeah, I was born in Vegas for, uh, I was there for three years, and then uh, my parents had divorced, and so mainly grew up all the way through in Seattle. Okay, so, so far, so good. She mentioned two areas where I told you that people are dangerous, they're overrated. I don't know why people keep telling me Las Vegas got fine women here. They don't. All right, the best women are the ones that come in and go out. 
All right, but uh, the Las Vegas in general does not have no fine. I've been there probably damn near 100 times. All right, come on. Don't lie to me. In Seattle, mm. Mud Shark Central. All right, Mud Shark, Mud Shark Central, but you already heard that she already set it up. My parents got divorced. Guys, broken homes will destroy your family. Not will it only will it destroy your family, it will destroy your children, guys. Mm. People don't think that these things have long-term effects on them. And how would you describe your childhood? Um, red flag, more red flags than the Chinese parade so far. She does look semi-foldable, but give it time. It's going to be a mess. Um, in this situation here, she's got the tattoo on the arm. That's immediately red flag to me. Um, uh, continuing forward here, anything that I say here, is my thing still rolling down at the bottom? Pause. My mental health uh, thing here, there it is down there. All right, here it is. We're not making, I know somebody's just going to show up. You're making fun. I'm not making fun. We're showing this as uh, as evidence of what we just talked about and why men should check their medicine cabinet. It was, it was good. I had, I had me and my little sister. Um, when my mom and dad split, my dad was still pretty active in my life, but um, more virtually just kind of like calls every day. All right, so daddy wasn't there. Guys, uh, if they grow up in a broken home with no daddy, probably you need to run. Uh, since he was in Vegas, he would make trips to see us. So a lot of back and forth with that. Um, but overall, just very loving, very loving family. Great. Yeah. Good, good childhood. Good childhood. Mm -hmm. That's nice. And uh, you went through high school? I did. I graduated. Um, yep. Excellent. And now you're. She skipped over that one. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. How old are you now? You're 20? 25. 25. Damn. 25, gentlemen. Lord. When you hear this, you're going to realize why we tell you sometimes younger women are, uh, that's your best bet. Because by the time they've gone through this for 15, 20 years, it's a disaster. And at some point, you started having problems with your probably how would you describe it brain chemistry yeah it was uh kind of around when I, when I was younger um pretty much throwing some crazy fits as a kid does you know just uh my but as I still got older my reaction to things were like a very very small issue would have me erupt I mean okay so there you go she's giving you an, uh, an idea that she does do this still uh, we, we went over the, I'm, I'm scientific over here. We, we went over mental age, chronological age, and your biological age, your physical age. And she's already physically, she's physically might be 35, mentally might be 12, right? Or psychologically and chronologically, she's 25. She's all over the map. And this is how she's acted in relationships. She's not going to touch on that though. I can, I can remember one, like about wanting to, um, wear something of my sister's to the movies or something. And she had said no. And I just ended up freaking out, canceled the whole night, like whatever, you know, things like that, that were just kind of like, Oh, why are you so freaked out about that? And it was just, yeah, I think the reactions were, um, did she, she's leaving out the fact that she was like 16 when she did this, not align with like the event that was going on. So, yeah. and she ruined everybody's night. She ruined everybody's night. It's just, and this started at what age? Yeah, this was probably around um, 
12 or 13, like no 16 or 17. And cause I had moved over to Snohomish, uh, for middle school and high school. That's where I'd gone. Um, and she's wallowing. We moved around a lot. Like as, as kids, my mom was, you know, single mom. So she was broke. She was getting different jobs and she was broke. We were always kind of the, the new kids and she was broke. Um, you know, that was that was tough, like for middle school, because everybody had their groups already. And so but I ended up finding a place. OK, um, but definitely just. Never felt like I had fit in and stuff. Um, so uh, she ran. She was in these streets in these streets. Uh, that was just that's where the reactions kept coming, kept coming and um, pretty sad a lot of the times. So what, what was your what were, you, what were your parents' reaction, or what, what was their? Um, I mean, attempt at fixing it. Yeah, my mom was kind of like she looking up in the sky. I, I my dad wasn't fully aware just because he wasn't there all the time, so I don't remember he was there virtually. Now he wasn't there all the time physically. Yeah, this is a problem, daddy issues. Know if he could really see those reactions? I can't fully remember if I was like had a had an episode around him. Um, he's an Italian guy. So he's just very like, yeah, you want to, I wanted to always be careful about how I was acting. <laughs> and, um, so we're using ethnicity as an excuse for him to, what is this? But my mom, uh, you know, she met a guy while I was in high school and a simp, a gump stepdaddy while she was in high school. Remember I told you. I, if you're if you have teenage daughters, I'm definitely not messing with you. He had uh, pointed out, you know, I, this isn't this doesn't look right. You know, she's that was kind of the thing. I think my mom was a little at that time. It wasn't um, mental health wasn't as like there wasn't a lot of awareness on it. So I think she was kind of stuck, too. I don't know. If she really she was in denial and broke. She was not worried about her child. She was worried about benefiting from the child. So she was steady taking the father to family court while the daughter's so-called struggling. Knew what to do, what That's steps hard for to a parent. take. Yeah, I think she just was like. The mom wasn't present in this woman's life. The mom was so busy being angry with the father that the daughter was going crazy. All right. And the stepdad was trying to sneak in the, in the bedroom. Anyway. Yeah, you know, and so a couple people had to point it out. And then that's when I had gone to see my doctor. Um, well, I, they wanted me to try therapy and I, I just wasn't having it. And I wasn't clicking with the right person. She full of excuses, man. So I gave the doctor a try. And that's where the medication kind of came in. So you tried therapy for a while. I did. I, I met with probably three or four. And at that time, I was just in getting out of high school and had the mentality of, Eighteen. Yes, kind of to backtrack. That's why I started smoking weed and like uh -oh. self-medicating. Uh-oh. There it is, guys. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Look at this face. And uh, so we're talking about mental health issues by 14. All right. By 14, stepdaddy sees the signs. And then guess what? Oh, I started fornicating. I started smoking weed every day. I started getting banged out by the weed, man. I started to be in the street and I started to drink the liquor. Okay, here we go. And thinking it was going to kind of ease my anxiety and depression. And I don't no, know no, what no. I had at that time, but Stop. I. Oh, 
this is what's wrong with the mental health issues, right? I, I get it. Some people need some help. But now she's saying she smoked the weed and drank the a, 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 alcohol to help through her, what, mental health issues that she didn't even know she had. Come on, bro. I knew this was making me feel good. So of course maybe I it should was. stick with that. Um, so that the therapy part, again, the awareness was not there at the time. So I just had a thought of like, they, I don't feel like they care to hear my stuff. And, and that was my mentality. So I never really opened up and, and gave it a try. She got word salad for days, bro. <laughs> Look, I love her facial expression. She got word salad for days, bro. Just take some accountability. At that time. And then we just had to, there was only the other option was to go get a doctor that could put me on medication to stabilize the, the moods. And so she trying to self-medicating <laughs> your drug use. Yeah, it was just weed. Um, my senior year of high school, I got really into it. Um, <laughs> There's no side effects of weed, bro. There, there, there is, all right, especially if you're coping, you know what I mean? Especially when you're going to use it as a cop-out. My God. So <laughs> now you got weed. I felt like most of high school I was trying to, I felt like I was trying to fit into places and with people that I, it wasn't me. Um, oh boy. I always, I hung out with the bad people, the bad crowd. I felt off about that. I made great friends though. I, I still talk to a few to this day, but in that moment I wasn't. So, you know, I, I started. What, what, what? You skipped over that, ma'am. You skipped over that. You need to talk about that. You know what's in there? Accountability. So she just dodged it. All right. She was like, you know what? I'm going to just step sidestep that bull crap because then I'll have to be accountable. I always felt off about that. I made great friends, though. I, I still talk to a few to this day. But in that moment, I wasn't. So, you know, I, I wow. started smoking weed and, wow. and went with a different crowd my senior year and kind of backed out of wanting to be that. You know the i guess maybe the popular person i don't know but i just took a step back to you know we we smoked a lot and just got high i made it through high school fine and that's the reason i kept justifying the smoking as i would just call myself a functional stoner <laughs> again i'm not making fun of her bruh she coping bruh yo just say you was an underachiever we had and you got your cheek clapped all through high school and girls had they they had that smoke for you okay and i'd just be like hey like i'm still getting you know i can do this like i'm i'm fine you know definitely wasn't smart i was just driving around doing it all the time my mom was <laughs> definitely aware of it it caused a big uh -oh. kind of a strain in our relationship at that okay so she was hitting that bum butt all right she was hitting that bum butt and the mom found out but the mom couldn't do nothing cuz there ain't no daddy around and stepdaddy trying to sneak hit so he ain't going to put her in line either. That time. Um, and then I did move out when I was 18 because I just wanted to keep smoking. And uh, <laughs> I was, that's how I was self-medicating for a bit. Self-medicating. And I still did when I got on the medication. So I never. Oh, so much for that. Fully gave up weed, which. Wait, you said you were self-medicating, but now you got some real drugs, but you're still smoking the weed out. I know it was probably a, just a, a big mistake. It wasn't, it wasn't helping. So. And you started getting prescriptions for psych meds at what age? Yeah, psych meds was in 2016 or 17, I think. Um, That's not long ago, ma'am. So you're 25, you're talking about six years, you were 19, 18, all right?
And you're out here cold approaching this. You're out here trying to make your girlfriend out of this one. You're out here trying to seek an arrangement with these girls. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's crazy. I know we, I started with the general. Uh, the Prozac was the one here we go. That I started with. Um, Prozac. But the psychiatrist had, or the doctor actually hadn't diagnosed me with anything yet. It kind of was just like a, here you go. Like, you know, my mom had explained the episodes I was having. So the, he thought the Prozac would help. The Prozac was making me feel kind of. So now we know where there's more mental issues going to be created because of this. They have done no diagnosis. She admits that. This is why I say this mental health issue. We haven't even gotten to the deep part of it yet because they're just being prescribed medication and sent back on their merry way. And then they're in your care, guys, as relationships. And then they destroy you wired a lot um definitely couldn't sleep i was go back to my original tweet go back to my tweet now my tweet is making sense huh never underestimate the fact that many of your weirdest interaction with women have become been because she was high as a kite prescription drugs recreational drugs and antidepressants all apply she's she's hammering this point home all right uh she's letting you know that this is in fact the case very very amped up and i was definitely trying to work on self-awareness through this to be like, what, what's working and what's not working. So life is not this hard. Is life this hard y'all is life this hard. I'm trying to figure out how to survive. And there's some people that are just not, you got too much time on your hands. I don't have this much time on my hands. I'm steady trying to dig out of a hole, man. But she got all of this, this and that, analyzing this and that. Come on, man. I'm, I don't know, man. I'm on the fence on this mental health thing. I'm on the fence. I know people got some help, uh, need some help. They're damaged. But people got far too much time on their hands. Oh, I knew something was wrong. And he had then switched to Zoloft, which then did a complete 180 because the Zoloft was treating more of the anxiety, but the depression was there. So for me, I like to think that Prozac was helping my uh, depression, making me happy, but constantly anxious always. Um, and then the Zoloft was treating the anxiety. So it was kind of was going like back and forth. I'm not happy. <laughs> and the alcohol and weed. And neither one of those were working for me. And then that is when I met with uh, a psychiatrist that actually diagnosed me with bipolar depression and anxiety. So there's BPD right there. Yeah. And put you on different medications? Yeah, that's when I switched to Switch? um, Lamotrigine actually. What? And which is Lamotrigine has, oh, as uh, they explained, it was just Not like another a, one. a stabilizer, mood stabilizer. So Prozac <sighs> would treat one thing, Zoloft would treat the other. I was kind of dealing with the middle middle ground. So that was like the the stabilizer. So it kind of brings your levels to the same. Um, and I think I, I think I started unfortunately kind of at a high dosage. I think I started at, I was about on 300 milligrams of Lamotrigine. How do you remember all this stuff? I don't remember this stuff like this. I, I'm telling you, she gotta be doing a whole lot of nothing. So during this time mm -hmm. when you're experimenting with different psych meds mm -hmm. and and also using uh, 
Were, were, there other, were there other drugs as well or just pot? Um, uh -oh. So that uh oh, now we're going to get into some problems here. This is when I always tell mental health people. I'm like, yeah, but are you doing other stuff? This is when we're going to get into this right here, substance abuse. So not only is she taking a cocktail of mental health issues to balance her out, hormonal balance, menstrual cycle, fertility, blah, blah, blah. Now, substance abuse. Women often use substances differently than men, such as using smaller amounts of certain drugs for less time because they become addicted before they become addicted. Women can respond to substances differently. For example, they may have more drug cra uh, cravings and be more likely to relapse after treatment because they'll just use just a little, just a little, just a little. All right. Sex hormones can make uh, women more sensitive than men to effects of some drugs. So if anybody keeps saying this is misogyny, what about the men? Well, the women have the issues. That was kind of the the other drugs came in the picture after the psych the lamotrigine, because it was I, I was still struggling. Um, and I, this woman's like 21 at this time, bro. Again, I it, the awareness like I, I didn't know who to really it was hard to really talk to people. Dodging accountability. Um, and so, yeah, I think the it was still making me feel a type of depression. And I don't, I don't. Depressed about what? Can, can, can anybody, when they're depressed, what are you depressed about? I want you to tell me what that is. She hasn't told me what she's depressed about. So if you want me to be like, oh, she's depressed about what? Well, she don't know. Well, that's a problem then. Okay. Let's, let's address that problem. What are you depressed about? It's probably the alcohol and the drugs. Okay, come on. I don't fully remember my memories a little. She oh, there, but oh, 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 did you hear that? Somebody says some brothers will save her. Yep, this is why I keep telling you, dark skinned brothers, you keep running to the suburbs and trying to get you a Kaylee. This is very prominent. Did you hear her dodge this? Watch this. Yeah, I think the it was still making me feel a type of depression, and I don't, I don't fully remember my oh. memories a little. Oh, oh, she don't fully remember her memories. I, I don't remember my, I don't remember what was happening. I was high. I was drunk. I was high. I was on Zola. I don't remember nothing I did. I don't remember a damn thing that I did, y'all. So I don't fully remember nothing. What you say I did? Hey, sucking dick for sex. Hey, sucking dick for sex. I don't remember none of that. And it don't matter. It was before you were here. Now that's that's scary. I don't remember. I don't remember. I blacked it out. I don't remember. It was a bad deal. Fragmented there, but I know that um, around the age of twenty, I was twenty. I had gone to um, Molly and and cocaine and stuff like that throughout. <sighs> I, I, guys, you can't blame me. I've warned you about this. And she got her hands out. Well, yeah, you know, Molly and cocaine, you know. Haven't I warned you about this? She's 20, bro, at this time. She's 20. Molly, cocaine, weed, alcohol, and three or four different mental health meds. And she don't know. About a, a period of my time, because I was still depressed and still trying to see what I could do to fix it probably not you know uneducated there but yeah and what what, what kind of 
effects did all this have on your relationships with friends and no nope. and your just your yep i ruined 10 men am i've ruined 10 men i've been married divorced i've been early terminations of pregnancy i've been ruined 10 men i i put one man in jail for domestic violation i've ruined a lot of people your mood yeah it was uh i would say for a time i probably wasn't fun to to be around i lost a when I was really into uh, weed before, because the Molly and cocaine was kind of like uh, trying to fit in again, you know, like um, going to concerts and things like that. And oh, now she got enough time to go to concerts. She going to stagecoach. She going to Coachella. She taking pictures. She smoking the weed out. She having fun. She partying. What happened? Where did all the men go? Bruh. She on Instagram. She living the good life. She'll talk about that. And you're running game on her. You walk it up. You're trying to smash and dash, pump and dump. And she a walking red flag. And the damsel in distress, too. You know, I I knew it wasn't smart to be mixing the two, like an SSRI and, and something like that. So SSRI. I That's was trying one. to be careful, but it was it was pretty dumb. Um, but before that, when I was just smoking weed and getting high all the time, I, I lost a pretty good chunk of friends because I never, I, I was so introverted. I did not want to. No, 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 no. But you're not introverted. You're high as a kite. You're medicated. Go out. I turned 21. I had a little bit of fun. 21. And then I just kind of um, isolated myself from everybody and just um, was getting high all the time. So I did lose. I lost some friends that, um, you know. Mm. Yep. I ruined relationships and ruined a lot of men and, and friends and whatnot. That was hard, but. D during that period, do you feel like that was the real Gianna at that point? Or No, or? it wasn't at all. And in fact, it was like um, after the Lamotrigine, oh. I was still struggling. What? I don't even know these drugs, man. What in the, what the hell? I need to start selling drugs, apparently. And I wasn't being very honest with my psychiatrist, which, of course, like looking back, I, I should have been a little more open about it and saying what, what I was doing. But so she's taking these drugs in combination with break drugs and not telling her psychiatrist. Yeah, that's going to work. Um, she had a new drug came to the market. It was like a Latuda. There was commercials for oh, it and stuff. Latuda. And so um, she was Latuda. like, well, I'm going to I'm going to put you on, uh, I think. 20 or 40 milligrams of Latuda while you're taking the Lamotrigine to maybe help you. I think I was Sheesh. telling her I was having trouble sleeping and things like that. And this was supposed to, to help that. Right. <laughs> um, so now I was kind of double drugging a little on the antidepressants and uh, the Latuda just took a really bad turn. Um, that was like, and that was only for two, two or three months, but I was, I mean, I started like hearing, hearing voices. <sighs> wow. She's only 25, man. This is a sad story, but this is not uncommon in America, especially suburb suburbs. Not uncommon, bro. Uh, put me in a 
I don't even remember being that way before that drug. Like that wasn't how I, I wasn't dealing with that. Did you, you didn't factor in the Molly and the Coke that that's, that had a, that had something to do with it and your hormones. And I was just hearing things. I used to have to sleep with the TV on every night. I had a roommate. I don't oh, really know if she even knew what was going on. So the roommate and didn't I even was know. Just, and I remember I would have visions of me just blacking out like completely. I could. Was All right. Almost, so you know what that means? She blacked out. That's when you came and slid in. You slid in the DMs and you slid in between her soft white underbelly. And uh, yeah. So she just blacked out a lot. Scared to drive a car because I would be driving oh God, and feel driving. like it was. I would just drop and, and lose control. I, I don't know. It was like that's what was going through my head all the time. And I had a job at a restaurant. Oh, there you go. In inside the what? She's inside the spectrum. She got a regular job. All right. So she's not just hiding in the house, uh, shaking and quivering and trying to beat it. She's out in the real world and you're functioning with her. Go back to my tweet. Never underestimate some of the weird things that you've had in interactions with women have because they've been high as a kite. And I was always feeling, you know, and I probably should have said something you know, and I kept kind of doing it and it was just making me. Somebody already called you crazy already, but that didn't work. Feel even worse and worse. So the, the weed picked up higher and higher to like oh. try to fight it. And so I was. Oh boy. Yeah, that was More like, weed. I think if I didn't have like my mom talking, um, talking with me and like helping me, I probably, I don't know. Like, I don't really know what would have happened. So, um, that was the hardest one that I had to be like, I, I just had to tell, um, my psychiatrist that I need to get off of this. I, I don't think this is right. Something's wrong. Was there a time where you just, just wanted to get off of everything and just try that again? Nope. To go just clean. Clean. Nope. Not at that time. Nope. No, I still, I still knew I, I still so wanted the, the some problems help. were so. Yeah, I was really scared. And, that, and then the thing goes with, like, I just didn't know who I was. Like, I didn't, I didn't know Gianna. Um, so, again, remember when I always tell you, uh, ask a woman in her 40s, would she trust her 25-year-old version of herself? And it's an absolute nope. She already knows the mess that woman was, but you're going to listen to her when it comes to marriage and relationship. When you get married, you're going to listen to a 24 or 25-year-old woman pushing you towards this. And they're a mess. Um, not all, not all. I was like, I, not very in touch with myself. It was just very like, kind of felt like just a body kind of felt. navigating through life. It wasn't like I could, she, I didn't feel I was making connections with people or feel. I just felt really out, out of it for about three or four years of my life. Three or four years unaccounted for. So age 20, 21, 22, 23, into 24, all accounted for, all unaccounted for. It's hard to kind of remember some of that, but. It's hard to kind of remember it. No, it ain't. I can tell you what happened. I got money. I can tell you what happened. I can tell you. So, um, so, you, so your basic problems before the psych meds were, were your overreaction to things and, and depression? Yeah, just depression. Yeah, not <laughs> just not having anything. Anthony Fresh, 
Anthony Francis, the case of the missing salami years. Yeah. Jesus. And me to get up and go. I had a lot of, a lot of insecurities, like, you know, people in high school that that's, that's a, was a normal thing. And, but I was, I was struggling with finding my, my place in life. And I was, I just had a lot of um, self, self-confidence issues, um, which made me not care so much for myself. So I was like, you know what that means? You know what that means? I didn't care for much for my for myself. You know what that means? In these streets. She'll remember that part when she gets married. A couple more minutes and then I'll get to the super chats. Like doing drugs. I didn't really see. I didn't map out a future for myself, you know. And uh Okay, this is men, you need to get your stuff together. I just want a man. Yeah. So it was probably before all of this was definitely just a lot of depression, not wanting to leave my room or leave. It was just you left your room. Right. But on the side, on the other side, acting very, very happy to my peers and in school and like outside and coworkers, just making sure like I didn't want to be like the depressed girl, you know, so I tried my best to have fun and, and look like everything was OK. I, Bipolar just was uh, bipolar. Just It just was going it was going downhill. And you're, and you're really at 25 20s can be a time where typically a person will figure out what direction they want to go in in life and, and really kind of push mm -hmm. towards that were you able to do any of that or you were just kind of drifting i'm i went to um i went to college i went to a community college aha she's at the community college i got money <laughs> um and so i uh my mom was very really wanted me to go. I probably, if I didn't have her steering me down that path, probably would have never gone to school. But again, I, I kind of picked something to major and I, I, I didn't know, I, I had no clue, you know. So I could focus on my career. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. So she went to college, didn't know what to major in, and then obviously he's going to complain about the gender pay gap some 15 years down the line. Men make more than women. Okay, but you were in college high as a kite at Arizona State Junior College. And you majored in bullshit. You admit it. Now you mad you ain't got no more money. No, but I made it through college high every, every day. <laughs> I'm going to do some super chats. We might come back to some more of this video because I don't want to get too far behind. Are y'all hearing this? Shout out to the sister girl that sent me this video. She says she sound like a member of the fee gang picture. <laughs> One white pony common mental health problems is they choose womenism as their religion. They gave the middle finger to the imperative to their imperative biologically and waged a war against God and blamed everything on men and the patriarchy. I'm sure she probably has those feelings too. Uh, and um, yeah, this is what left. This is what's left to her. Moose Hefner, too bad you can't show pop. Pots and pans, girl. Yeah, I can't show that anymore. All right, New Jersey female borderline based on feelings triggers develops early before seven, I think. It's like a child-like adult. It's like a child-like adult and takes almost three to 10 years to unlearn. So if you're a borderline uh, personality disorder, borderline personality disorder develops very early. And it takes a lot of years to unlearn, but I'm sure self-medicating doesn't help. 
Raul, good morning, coach. Fellas, leave the Modelos and Coronas alone. Let's have a good stream this morning. And please hit me with my cousin, Francisco. Francisco, speaking of Modelos. <laughs> That beat, though, that beat is on. Shout out to One White Pony. How many of you men met the ex-exes that live on the corner of Cluster B Street and Borderline Avenue? I know I have. Oh, I'm for, I know for certain I have. DJM, um, scrolling up here. It scrolled down. DJM told you before I worked in uh, mental health units, I've had psyche, wait, I've had psychologists, therapists, doctors, med students, law students, nurses, and models. It's shocking. So DJM works in mental health units and he's seen even the doctors and psychiatrists coming through probably jacked up on some of the drugs that they do. Students, nurses, you guys, it, that's a red pill job. You don't even know the half. Kaylin Ferguson, remember 304s cannot be wise. They will use long-term relationships and marriages therapy or just a break from the carousel even Megan Good's ex had to file for divorce and he's a pastor all right yeah man Dinley Nelson coach I almost threw up in my mouth when you called her a Teletubby in the building the Teletubbies Frank Freddie Frappuccino the more attractive she is the more issues she has this is true um this is why you got the hot crazy matrix Winnie Wall KB Coach Dane Calloway did a video on this movie, Goodbye Uncle Tom, that I mentioned to you. Please review this movie. It backs up everything that you say. Goodbye Uncle Tom. All right, shout out to Dane Calloway as well. I don't think he follows me, but I follow him. All right, uh, goodbye Uncle Tom. I'll check that out. E. Massey 2, every woman in my family is medicated. So I live in the LBC and my family is in DC. He's out of there. He got out. You got out of the community. Or you got out of where you you from. All right. Medicated people are in guys. I know people who are on medication for a physical ailment, but they're on a lot of drugs that counteract each other. And then they mix with alcohol and sometimes recreational drugs. It's a disaster. Richard Odin is a member. Crash currently in Washington State. And this is all true. Head med, super liberal. And a lot of times these people are super libs. Two cats and dogs and having box wine. Oh, and mostly overweight. Stay away, fellas. Run. We're hearing that a lot today. John Lando coaching the fellas. Whenever I hear the light, 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 they are disqualified. This is a red flag. It's a red flag in communication, too. August Alstina, single mothers should be uh, should lose custody of their kids. Oh, that's a whole nother show. Uh, so Saw says, Coach is right. Doing this saved me from marrying one with mental health uh, caused by her riding the CC drugs and bad choices. She ran dead into the wall, and I ran to the junior college. Hello. I got money. You can be married to a woman that has these issues, and it's going to cause an eruption in your marriage. Roberto Moreno is sad, Coach, but I think if a woman is on psychiatric meds, it has to be a deal breaker, men. Unless she can't get off of them, maybe, maybe not. No, I don't think it, it's got to be a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. Okay. It's a deal breaker. 
She shouldn't be in a relationship. No Zoner Podcast, a.k.a. Coach Junior. Friend of mine got me too off seeking. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's coming around. Younger and unretired, no cap. Back in my day, I drink a nice big old cup of deal with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Deal with it. Why don't people just deal with problems? They always searching for another solution. And unfortunately, the mental health uh, professionals are right there. Here's the solution. Drug pushing. All right. And then we get more mental health problems. Rodrigo De Silva, coach, you funny as hell. I'm doing my I'm doing my working while watching this live stream. Just supporting your work. Here's your coffee. Thank you, brother. Enjoy work. Remember the second women are weaker physically and mentally. At the first time of hardship, women turn to meds in order to cope with regular life. Saw this in my sister. Uh, the, the statistics back this up. I don't know. It's not a place that I would turn to first. It's hopping on drugs. Like I tell you, man, it's hard for me to take allergy medication. Or it's hard for me to take pain meds. I'll be like, nah. I'm like, what's in that? Nope. <laughs> I get a toothache and I'm like, I'll ride it out. <laughs> Raul, so none of this is her fault. It's scary how normal she looks. <laughs> he said, thanks. Thank you for keeping my eyes open, coach. We need you, man. I've been warning you. All right. I've been warning you guys. Everybody thinks that they can recognize the crazy people, the people who would be bad in relationships, all right, picking the right one and all of these things. What you don't realize is, and a woman, young junior college woman, cleared this up for me because um, it was her first time going to a strip club. And she was like, man, she's like, I didn't realize how much I women dress like strippers but until she went to a strip club. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> like, you guys are running around here with the stripper uniform and you don't realize that you've been mimicking these cultures. It just leaked into you and you thought, oh, this is fashion. No, that's horror uniform, right? So the normal woman, the normal, the people that are mixing into the world, they, they got problems. And you run up asking for uh, phone numbers. Augustine Romero, the depression and stress you go through means the diets don't work the same. Uh, Billy Kidd sponsoring, hey, coach, being a mental health provider, majority of these issues can be resolved with consistent therapy. But this generation wants a quick fix now. He said, watch. He says, there's going to be a stimulant and benzodiazepine epidemic in the future. Shout out to benzodiazepine. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but uh, uh, there is going to be this ep epidemic. They actually have a book about the opioid crisis in Ohio, by the way. Um, they actually talked about it. It's called, I think it's called Dreamland or something like that. It was a book that I started reading. I didn't read the whole thing, but a lot of people are hooked. Shout out to T. Carruthers. This girl got more problems than a math book with no solutions. More drugs than the pharmacy. Oh, by the way, never date a pharmacist. Uh, pharmacists be stealing the drugs and they be getting medicated. Oh, did I say B? I did. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, Billy Kidd also says, Lamotrigine mood stimulate waste mood stabilizer in Latuda is an antipsychotic bad combo. Who are her doctors? They got money. I got money. Chris C says, I'm a pharmacist. Uh oh. No, I, just, <laughs> mm. I dated a pharmacist once. 
She used to tell me the people, man, especially the doctors that get up higher in the pharmacy, they be off there hooked on drugs. Nate bit all those meds, straight sorcery. She got demons. She got the DDD demons in the building. Last two, um, martial arts, oriental medicine. Hey, coach. He says, hey, he says, hello, God bless. This is very common. With the many patients I deal with in my practice and clinic, it is very important. Always observe, love what you do. Very, very, very important issue we're addressing here. Mimic the second doctors are the biggest med pushers. They're all the new meds. Oh, wait, trying all these new meds on folks to get kickbacks. You get on meds and the docs will uh, sure will make sure you stay on them. So if you don't know how to how the kickbacks work, uh, these 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 young um uh, women who do, um, you know, when they dress up and they go meet with doctors, they they work for pharmaceutical companies and and the companies will give them kickbacks for how many prescriptions they write. This is all alleged, by the way. Well, but the, a lot of times women are pharmaceutical reps. All right. This is a common industry in which young women are going to get into. They dress up sexily. Older women do this job. They dress up sexily and they sell. They work for some pharmaceutical companies or pharmaceutical uh, people who make equipment. And so they'll go to doctor's offices with lunch, cake, cupcakes, donuts, all right? And they'll take doctors off to lunch and treat them. And then they'll say, hey, we'll give you this kickback if you put so many people on these uh, things here. This is a really, really, um, he says, sell rep hoes. <laughs> Jesus. The same as the liquor girls, you know what I mean? The wine girls that go from store to store selling wine and. Yeah, the sales rep 304s for sure. Dress sexily. Yes. They got their they got their perfume and hair done and they go to these doctors. The doctors are men in their 50s and 60s and they, you know, some of them work as sugar babies to these doctors and meet these doctors. Hey, some of them some of them bang doctors. This is all alleged by the way, but some of them bang doctors out to get these deals are uh, just like mortgage brokers, female mortgage brokers and real estate guys, right? They'll bang out real estate agents so the real estate agent can give them deals. I've seen this, guys. Don't, don't act like I'm making this up. Okay. They do this. Okay. And this is how you get hooked. Where are we at? Big Billy Kid Coach, I'm calling Cap. I'm diagnosing her with borderline personality disorder, which is the worst. She's doctor shopping, trying different medications to feel something or potentially skirt responsibility. Let's give it, uh, let's give it some more here. You know, I ended up, I, I did okay, but got my degree still was like, I, I don't know, you know, like it was like, okay, I got, I got the degree that was, I'm grateful for that beyond grateful. I just never had, I never had a plan for it. Some people go and they're like, they take the classes. I was checked out on a lot of them because nothing was really clicking for me. Um, oh, actually my, my last my last quarter, one of the last classes I took was on medicine behavior and like human. Yeah, that one I was like, shit, I should have done this. I should have gone down that route. And I still contemplate going back and like. She drugged out her whole damn college career. So I could focus on my career. And she got a degree. She wanted the people running around here with degrees. Doing something in psychology and things like that. And that that class kind of, that was the one I was reading everything and kind of. 
people in psychology be hooked on drugs, bro. Yeah, reading about the allegedly the stuff I went through and uh, that was the first sign of like, I didn't feel like I was so alone. I was reading other people's stories because again, it wasn't so out there. People weren't very open with their mental health issues. Um, I think there was like a stigma up against it. So sure. you have more than mental health problems. I'm just letting you know. And it also seems like the doctors don't have a really firm understanding of what drug is the right one for maybe a certain patient. So she said, maybe, of course they do. But they don't care. They experiment True. a little bit. Yeah, totally. And that's like they you know, experiment. There's, there's nothing it. against that. I just think for me, I I ended up putting myself in a worse position by trying to self-medicate with other drugs. And so there's some friends. There's some accountability that are going through the same struggles. Mm -mm. Not at that time. I didn't. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I didn't. Yeah, that's a yes. She tried to dodge it twice. So uh, we're just going to give that a yes. She said, mm-mm. But she's been very uh, quick to affirm or deny with a firm yes and a firm no. All right. But now it's mm -mm. all right. That's a lie. Have. Yeah, I think. Uh, let me think back. You're only 25. How long you got to think back? I know. I know one of my roommates ah, here struggled comes. with depression. Too, there it is. And we, we would smoke all the time. So ah, there it is. Kind of on that. Ah, there it is. I told you she liar, man. And I can't fully remember if she was taking any. Oh, I can't fully remember. Medication, but, uh, I don't know. Um, you she you sold her some. You sold or gave her some. It was just I felt like it was just kind of me to start on the journey. You know, no no one in my close circle was kind of going through that. That's a lie. And definitely no one was going to like therapy or anything. So no one was really telling me like, gee, I think you should give this like a, another shot. That's true. Y'all just self medicating. Of like trying out therapy, maybe it can benefit you more. So I didn't have any of that kind of guidance with my medication. Did you feel like you're in a good place today? Yeah, today is a lot uh, better. I, I, I mean, still, still struggle. I've gone. Uh, she skipped over that. Still struggling with what? What are you struggling with? Um, I got off of pretty much all the. The only antidepressant I stayed on was the lamotrigine because that one really wasn't ever giving me any negative side effects at all. The other ones we would try to work in with it was just not, you know, um, I was even trying to take after the Latuda and telling them about the, the voices. I was, I got 150 milligrams of Seroquel. I can't even pronounce these words and she know them like the back of her hand. But after at that time when I was um, with my, X, he had said like, X. oh, that, I, that's something they give schizophrenic. That's a schizophrenic drug, you know, that they treat for schizophrenia. Hello. Which I think was um, a misunderstanding because no, the, the Latuda was causing schizophrenia. So treating the schizophrenia that wasn't there anymore with the Latuda, I mean, I was I was a full zombie. I don't, I would take the Seroquel at night and I just know 30 minutes was set in and I couldn't move my body i mean if i was on the couch i was staying on the couch so it sounds like you noticed the effects of each of these drugs yeah yeah that's one thing i was trying to um pay attention to the way i was feeling i was not i wasn't enjoying it so it wasn't fun you know i was definitely like this this can't be right i'm not able to uh the one memory i have is like someone was calling me and i i remember just looking over and i i couldn't even move my hand to get the phone call it was like 9 30 at night and somebody was calling 
and I had taken that medication. And so I ended up, there's certain drugs. I ended up flaking on Chad. Drugs you can kind of, what I was told was you can taper off of. And then there's certain ones that you can actually just kind of remove and like, and get off of. So Latuda, I didn't have to like taper off. I was like, I, I'm done. I need to be done. The Seroquel, I had to taper a little down to, I think we took it by 50 milligrams Jeez, and it was getting a little better. And then finally I just said, no, you know, never mind. Um, so I got, I got rid of that. So now it, it's only Lamotrigine. I've gone from 300 milligrams to uh, uh, 75 today. What about the drugs? So. So. In a negotiation, anytime you stay silent and they start adding. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And do and you feel like you're you're in the best spot you've been since you've been taking these like meds? Yeah, I think there's definitely room for improvement, still like room for growth and um, self-work. It, 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 again, like when you say you're working on yourself, it takes it takes work. Um, it's not something you can just, for me, I couldn't just depend on something to fix that. You guys will be simping for this woman. You see her on the street, you start simping. In her eyes, she's lived five lives. By the time she's 35, she will be burnt out and turned inside out, bro. And y'all will be like, but she a single mom and she nice and she a good woman. She nice to me. She would never do that. That for me. So the depression is a hard one for like yeah. family members who, yeah. who just want to use common sense and reason and oh. convince mm -hmm. you that your life is great. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. That was hard too. You know, it was like, um, and I love my dad, an amazing man. It was hard for him to kind of see that because, you know, she turned on her dad. She turned on her dad. Oh, he would, of course, like I, I reflect a lot nowadays. I think at that time I wasn't really focusing on the things that I was grateful for and the things I had. It was always just. She turned on her daddy. Like I told you, I said, young girls will turn on their daddy. And then when they need to get cleaned up, they'll run right back to daddy. So dad worked on her, worked on her, gave her, gave her, saved her, rescue, rescue. And she turned on him. The negatives. And that's been my shift of mind change as I've lowered on the medication is now telling myself the things that I have to be grateful. For. Why are we scanning her body for? And that was hard. I don't mind, I don't mind this either. For though. him, because, you know, he would just be like, well, you or, you know, the typical like you've got a great life. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just there. It is. That's what gets you in trouble right there. Right there. They scanned it. Battling some that right there is what you will get you in trouble. Stop sniffing the screen, guys. Mm. That little piece of sweet potato pie right there. That's what's going to get y'all right there. <laughs> Some dude's looking. Stop sniffing the screen. All right, y'all out there scratching, sniffing. They up there, scratch, scratch, sniff. That's what's going to get you in trouble right there. All right, that's what's going to get you in trouble right there. You will throw it all away for that. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and boom, money just comes right out. Y'all sniffing the screen right now. Stop. Stop, brothers. But this right here will get y'all uh, in trouble. You're going to tempt your tummy with the taste of nuts and honey. Um, demons. Like, I know I, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm not in denial about that. You know, I know there's people out there that have it much worse. It was just what was going on in my head was like, 
it it just was a, a scary time. And I think, yeah, a lot of people like it just it's hard to understand that when uh -oh, people are coming up with real depression. Like, uh oh, we got some really feet. of deep sadness that they're trying to mask. Wait, and, and I'm gonna pause that part right there. Hold on for a second. No scratches sniff needed. Act like they're okay, you know. And it almost makes it more difficult for you to hear everyone See? just saying, No, your life is great, relax. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely that that made me that made me kind of stay quiet. Um, I I didn't feel, you know, there'd be times. Um, okay, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Let's 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 get rid of her, man. I can't. I can't. I'm sure there's something else going on here, but uh, <laughs> I can't. Let's do the super chats. I gotta get. I gotta get out of town, man. Where are we at, dear Billy Kid? I got you, man. Juan Pameras met a back. Man, a bad flat back to Kaylee at an upscale spot. She approached me and asked if I could protect her. I joked, nah, get a gun or get a uh, a firearm. And he said, she said she can't get licensed because of all her of her meds and trying to delete herself. But let me tell you, man, Juan, Juan just proved it. Um, never be afraid to ask the hard questions. He literally asked her the question. Yeah, go get a firearm. Oh, I can't because I got too much head meds and I tried to take myself out. Wow. Uh, John Ellison, how was she paying for the weed? Oh, I know with this, right? <laughs> with that kitty cat, with that sweet potato pie, with that cookie, uh, any women that are on that much weed, they're not paying cash for it. Shout out to XL Pro Services says, I stopped saving 304s. Yes. It is not your job. Jay Prez, he says, hey, she sold the cat for a stack. Hey, sold the cat for a stack. So, <coughs> sold the cat for a stack. The Jaw 15 says, the song Love After Drugs by Norman Perry. And so let's just say, gentlemen, you're a participating in recreational drugs. You smoke the weed out. Uh, you do drugs. If you get with a woman that does drugs, it's going to not work because one of you guys will try to get clean and then the other one will still try to participate in indulging drugs. And it's going to be a cluster F. Okay. Y'all both going to be have to be cracked out. All right. For it to work. And says my last LTR, we were engaged. She cheated when we broke up. Then she got in an accident and got amnesia. She texted me and asked me, if we had dated, I said the truth. She cried, and I didn't care. Accountability is beautiful. What a crazy story that is. Rare Cuisine Gaming, I wouldn't be surprised if Big Pharma takes advantage of women's inability to achieve happiness and natural anxiety to sell drugs. They're pushing pee. So, again, this is the whole thing about people that are claiming they're searching for happiness. And I think these are entitled people, and you're going to get taken advantage of. Guys, there's no permanent state of happiness. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. I don't even know. How do you even chase that? I just want to be happy. What does the hell does that mean? I mean, somebody please tell me. But then you'll find somebody say, well, this will make you happy and that'll make you happy. All right. But it means zero. That's like saying I'm going to be permanently mad. Right. You know, I want to be permanently sad. Uh, Chris Puckett says it's our job as parents to teach our kids that this is the ultimate pathetic life. The girl is the product of weak parents. 
Well, broken home, guys. Again, this is what happens when you break your home, okay? And this is what happens when you fight your ex in court for years on years, years on end, and the kids get dismissed and put back, uh, put on the back burner. And you have so much smoke for your ex and you ain't watching out for your kids, okay? This is why I don't believe co-parenting works. They were in a co-parenting situation. But uh, when she's with the mom, the mom was so pathetic and weak looking for a savior because she was broke. She don't have time to look after her teenage daughter. And the father would love to have some sort of controls, controlling mechanisms over his teenage daughter. But the mom doesn't give it to her because she's so selfish, right? You know, I mean, and the father is in his life. He's out here banging girls and getting easy peace sleep. So we really push our kids off to the most dangerous people, which is the public school indoctrination camp, and they come out sideways. Newski says, CGA, have you reacted to Corinne Stephan's new podcast on 304 Shaming? So she has a podcast in which she's saying you shouldn't 304 Shame? I don't 304 Shame. All I say is, I got money. All right, that's all I got to say <laughs> on that. No need to shame. But I haven't seen it. Oh, boy. Uh, it scrolled up here. Jay Rajo, young Gordita, called last night asking for money to fix her car. Made a deposit or two. <laughs> Did she? I got money. Did she do something for you? Did she fix your meat? Raul Rodriguez says the barbarians are at the gate. They're stumping us down. So uh, these are also tend to be raging lib liberal people. These are, uh, um, I always tell people in the community, that's your people right there. That's who you line up against at rallies and parades, her. These are the white liberals that can't help you, all right? All they, all, the only thing you can do is vote their, their people in, but that's them right there. I bet you she had all kind of smoke, all right, for the uh, people out here that are doing it big. Vote, Tide, Big Cat, hey, coach, I know mental health is not a joke, but in the Cesar Chavez community, they would consider you weak-minded. This is the type of ish, this type of ish is frowned upon. So yeah, this is, I think the only community that is really accepted mental health is uh, really the white community for the most part. Um, then you can probably say, but maybe Asians, but they, they kind of just do their own thing and they have their own mental health issues that they try to work out. But uh, yeah, if you're doing therapy and whatnot, people do consider it weak. However, let's just look at it. People are saying everybody needs to get mental help, but some people are getting taken advantage of. So just because you go get mental help, help, help for your mental health doesn't mean that you're getting help. Sometimes you're getting medicated. Mm. All right. DJM, speaking of meds being suspicious, research data published on ibuprofen and um, acetophetamine. Acetaminophen, <laughs> me and my technical terms here. I don't know. See, I tell you, man, I don't take Medicaid. I rarely take it. So I'm like, I don't even know what this stuff is. What is it? Aspartame? What is this shit? I don't even know what this is. It is very suspect in XX to start taking them early on. <laughs> All right. Shout out to, they do. Anybody that's on. Oh, Tylenol. Okay. That's Tylenol. Yeah, they be popping the pills and uh, what do you call it? Uh. Uh, what 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 is that one they call when they get the cramps? Midol and uh, what was the other one? Advil. They be popping them like crazy, bro. Even them like Skittles and M and M's. 
I try to stay away from that stuff. All right. I try to stay away from that stuff. Uh, we live in a culture that whatever problem you have, the first thing people say is take this. I got a crazy problem with that. Like, you know, I know <laughs> big pharma, big harma loves you. Look, every time you deal with something, you go up to somebody on YouTube. I want to gain weight. Take this. I want to lose weight. Take this. Oh, my head hurts. Take this. All right, eat that. Take this. Do look, man. Look, just go damn get some food. <laughs> you taking all this stuff and suppressing your appetite. You hungry. You mad hungry. You know what I mean? Look, just go eat some food, some natural food. Take this. They all trying to take, tell you to take something. Everybody always try. Take this and just that. Drink this. Mix this in. Man. Looking for the magic potion. Looking for the snake oil. I this is where the this is where the industry has to balance itself. This is when you're like, well, mental health is serious. Okay, can we deal with this serious enough? Why are we always taking stuff? That to me is problematic because then you say, well, you took this. We need to counter that by taking that. Now all of a sudden, I'm sipping on scissor. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But y'all do what y'all want to do. And then 10 years down the line, did you take such and such? Oh, you could be entitled to a settlement. There's a class action suit. And then you run around here, sachet, Shantae. <laughs> and you're having negotiations with people who are coked up. They coked and medicated up. I can't have these rational conversations. This is why I'm looking at a lot of people. Like, if you're talking to me, I'm talking and I'm not high on nothing. I'm high on life. You know what I'm high on? CGA. I'm super duper high on myself. I am drugs myself. This is why y'all think I'm crazy because y'all over there coked up. And then you come to my page talking about I'm crazy. No, man, you are the ones all over there high. I'd be drinking water all day. People are like, man, have this drink. Drink this and drink that, man. Smoke this and smoke that. Man, 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 if you don't get away and shoot this and shoot that, <laughs> like, y'all got the remnants of drug. Man, I'm high on this life. And a little bit of peace leave. All right, that's what I'm high on. I do get high off that. But sometimes that give me a headache, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, man, please. All right, Wisdom Division Production says some people with mental health issues have decades of practice uh, of practice hiding their dysfunction from others. Professional actors are here. Be careful, out here. Be careful, gentlemen. Yeah, guys. It, like he, she said, my roommate didn't know and my dad didn't know and my mom didn't know, but she was out here medicating. Yeah, I'm high off that free agent lifestyle, man. That's what I'm high off of. No drugs. Chris C., crazy moms create crazy kids, all genetics. This is true. Suburban housewife stuff. Harold Legarmy is called a practice. Practicing on you. Hashtag free agent to the casket drops. They literally practiced on that girl and made her a zombie. Man, if I'm telling you. 
I go to the doctor because I get my blood work done every three to six months, right? I go to there and they be like, oh, take a little bit of this and take a little bit of that. Like, I'm not just about to be popping pills all day. <laughs> all right, I'm not about to do that. All right, I know I got problems, but can I eat something? Is there something that I can eat? Can I change? Uh, shout out to Surge Lifestyle. XX has finally achieved womenism, womenism's goal of being independent from men. This is the result. So she had no father. She had no husband. Mother didn't push her into a husband. Mother didn't sell her off to a husband. Mother sold her off to the drugs, doctors, and the government. All right, and this is what happens. This is how they take care of you guys. Mm. Nonchalant says there's, uh, there's more money to be made keeping people sick rather than actually addressing the problem. These functional zombies are always a semi-bad day away from uh, going back into the abyss. Yes. And if you're with, close to them, she'll take you down with her. And she don't care. Guys, she doesn't care. Jason Ellie or Jason Eli. Good morning, coach. And the coach gang just dropping off some coffee money for the morning's message. Shout out to you, man. Congratulations. I appreciate y'all for being there. I don't know what I'm congratulating you about. The Real Fit Style says, Coach, when did women start to think that they are owed uh, additional benefits to engage to, wait a minute, let me try this again. When did women start to think that they are owed additional benefits to engage in sex when it's an equal exchange? When did, that's a good question. But I think the first time they realized it is when men start simping for it, right? If you go back to, let's just take the cavemen because people want to go back to Neanderthals, right? Because there were times where it was very dangerous to be a woman. You was liable to get just assaulted at any point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was dangerous back in the day, like probably up until 100 years ago. You just walking down the street, somebody just dragging you into the bushes. So um, it was back in the day. But if that woman wanted protection and security and that man wanted something for her, he, she, he basically was like, I'll do anything to keep you close or I'll do anything to secure you. And so she was like, instead of getting grabbed and dragged into the bushes, I'll go under this man's authority. All right. And then that guy said, I'll do anything to keep you. It's a mess, man. But the first sims. That wanted to, they they just wanted to scratch and sniff. They changed the game. They were the first tricks. <laughs> the first tricks. And all they did was said, okay, I'll protect and provide shelter for you. So this is where we inherently have where the woman says, I want them to be bigger and protect me and all of these things, right? This comes from biology. This comes from uh, safety and security. This comes from exchange of resources, right? So when she says these things, that's like men saying, um, you know, we want sex, but men can't say that. What are you talking about? This is not about this and this is about love. No, it ain't. It's about resources. The, what's the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen? You need protection. But the government does that for them now. So they have a sense of, I don't need you. So for the most part, they're safe. Like it isn't like it was in the 1700s where they could be walking down the street and get assaulted. That's very much now. Now it's assault. If I just say, Damn, you look good in them jeans. Damn, girl, how'd you get in them jeans? I'm trying to think of the song, how it went. Now that's assault. 
right? You're like, wait a minute. You the one came out with your apple bottoms on. And now they don't need the protection. They have the world to protect them. They have simps and white knights and the police and they got everybody to protect them. Just you look at them wrong. Damn, girl. Um, and they can just parade around here wearing clothes that they know is going to get them the attention they want from the right person. Just unfortunately, the right person never gives them that attention. It's always the wrong people. Anyway, Rebby Bennett, I'm a, I have a pharmacy degree and I hate 90% of medications and the ones I hate the most are mental health medications. Stoicism cures 90% of mental illness. See, I wish more people would tell people to do that. Okay, let's go reflect. Let's see who you are. Uh, but the first thing we do is get people to take something. So for you mental health champions, well, all they need is was mental health treatment and mental health. And that's just, that's just, they just acknowledge mental health. All right. But we're also seeing people being medicated and you just want to push people to cure mental health. Well, if I, if they just push me over there and it takes me three to 10 years to get through it. Where I can come up with more excuses than I can ever think of and they're going to push me to take drugs. Don't push me that way. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. That is not, I, I know people are one to champion this, but there are some damn crooked ass people pushing you there. Oh, that's another thing. And I should have said that. Exercise. Again, the, it's pretty simple to me, but listen, I'm not a medicated, I'm not a medicated person and nor do I live by excuses. Although I will come up with a few here and there, but let me just tell you, I come from a fitness background and an athletic background doesn't mean you're immune for mental health issues, but exercise and good food, proper food. Let's start there and sleep. Yeah, I'm telling you, exercise, food, sleep. Sleep, normal hours. Like, look, the people who are night owls, you're probably going to have mental health issues. I'm an early riser. I sleep according to the sun. I have alignment with the sun. The sun drops down. You know what? Time to pack it in. I don't be up like this. Crickets out. Up wide awake, scrolling my phone on Instagram, trying to get dudes to slide in, reading my DMs up all night. My ass go to sleep. Then I wake up. The sun start coming up. Then I start getting up, moving around in alignment with the sun. Exercise a little bit. Let that vitamin D, that sun hit my damn food. Sitting out here, exercise, good food, good pattern, work, keep focused, water, sleep, sex. Now, doesn't mean that I'm not going to have mental issues, but let's start there. My circadian rhythm for sure is I'm aligned. I'm good. But y'all be up, and then y'all have all these other problems, and then y'all run straight to his mental health. No, take your ass to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep at 9.30, all right? Stop staying up to 11, 30, 12, and 1. That's why you messed up. And then when the sun rise up, you in the bed, 10.30, 11 o'clock. 
shaking your ass doing lines of coke. I don't know why I'm crazy. I'm just telling you, and listen, don't say that ain't the problem because that woman literally clear, clearly said that that's where her problem was. Well, I was self-medicating. Let's talk about this alcohol stuff. I mean, I know people like to drink. That alcohol is poison. I just want to tell my men, I'm not trying to ruin your life. If you guys are alcoholics, go ahead and be it. I, I live with a grandfather that was an alcoholic. He was such an alcoholic that when we hid all the alcohol from him, he drank rubbing alcohol. And he had his insides bleeding. And he died by age 53 of liver malfunction. Okay. So alcohol is poison, period. Now go have your fun and drink your fucking fireballs and all that that you want to do. Go ahead, all right? But if you can get it under control, get it under control, all right? That people like, man, you ain't, you, you ain't having fun if you ain't out here drinking. And you Guys, you can have that life. I swear to God, you can have that life and poison yourself. And 35 years later, your liver is quivering. And you're wondering what the hell's going on. Your eyes are yellow from jaundice. Do what you want and think you're cool. But I'm just letting you know, this constant pattern of doing this is going to F you up. You might be doing it and cool after 10 years and 15 to 20 years. But when you hit for, late your late 40s and 50s and 55 and 60, your body's going to pay your ass back. The devil's going to come with this receipt. And you're going to have major problems. And if you're smoking too much, your, 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 your salami ain't going to get hard when the junior college comes up. All right. Sorry. That message was brought to you by the. All right. I'm just trying to get men to get it together. man. <laughs> Robert P. Elliott. Coach, I know you got multiple degrees and most likely had student loans. Was it a lot? And how did you pay for them? pay them off. Oh man, I did get into student loan debt. Yes, indeed. So, um, I went to, I got, um, I took out student loans in junior college for no apparent reason. And then, um, I took out student loans in college in regular, when I transferred, took those out. Then I went to grad school up into a point for free. And I transferred some of those units into another graduate program and was able to get through that. So um, eventually I paid them off through my fitness training business. All right. So once I got in fitness training and started making six figures, I slowly was able to pay that off. But that was after paying $60,000, $70,000 in a divorce. So I could have paid it off long before that. But I think my divorce set me back to where I couldn't pay it all off earlier. I would have got rid of it mad earlier. Uh, but uh, student loans are a prison. They are a prison. So it was like a prison that existed in my head, in my mind for years. And some people have student loan debts, $100,000, $80,000. They still got them now. They're in their 40s and 50s, and they've never been out of this debt. And this is a pure prison. Debt is a pure prison, okay? It's a prison in your mind that you're stuck every day and you're forced to go to work at a place you don't want to go to, it will, it will prohibit you from taking risks in life. You will literally be like, I can't start my own business because I got debt that I got to pay off. And you'll be scared to jump because you have this debt. 
you'll be scared to live life because you have this debt. So if you have kids, try to not get them into this debt because it's a prison. All right. And then you'll go to prison by not paying it, guys. It will stress you the hell out for decades. You don't even know why you stress the hell out. All right. But you're stressed out because of that. Shout out to Domain Stickham. Shout out to the coach gang and free T-Mon. Well, T-Mon dead. <laughs> Harold says, how can men consider such liabilities? I urge you guys not to take on dead weight. So that's the whole principle of what I do here. I know a lot of women, but there are good women out here. And what if the right woman, dude, by the time you come on mental health meds, student loan debt, brokeism, by the, I don't care how good of a woman you are. I don't care. Because once I start digging, I'm going to find the skeletons in the closet. Once I start digging and asking questions and vetting, I know I'm going to find the issue. And the issues are down here with all people. I don't care how good you are. And there could be a woman that come in and knock your socks off. That don't mean nothing to me. She knocks my socks off. Then I start investigating her. Now I come down here and I go, oh, shit. So who cares, man? I know I don't need any of that in my life. She can love you and she going to love you. to the. I don't care how much she loves me. It means zero. <laughs> All right. She can love me. And then I find out she's been in therapy for eight years. DS says, I dated a bipolar woman before. I am not without compassion for them, but I will never date another bipolar woman ever again. They are destructive. They're the bull in a china shop. And at any point, it can flip out. And now you're stuck paying the bill and collateral damage. Brisk clown, don't push her because she's close to the edge. She's trying to get high off meds. She's trying to get high off meds. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Shout out to Ed, the 304 detector. You said, stay vigilant, gents. This is the Kaylee or Bunquisha that will clap you while you sleep, then post thirst trap selfies on her lonely fans. And then she gonna say it's his fault. He did it. He did it. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older. Um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, a.k.a. nice guys, right? And that's you. I'll love you like crazy. And that's you. And that's you. Meanwhile, she late 20s and early 30s and she crazy. All right. I don't have time for that. Where are we at here? Uh, a couple more says, uh, wait a minute. I know I saw another one. Oh, Ronnie Mac says free agent for life. Now that's game. This is game, guys. This is what we're giving you. And it's prevalent. I gave you the statistics. It's a crazy world out here. Uh, I did see another super chat. Drew Levine? Yes. 
all these Long Island Lolitas are either on something or should be on something. I have lost count on how many hid behind their anxiety and their daddy issues. And then they'll say, and that's and you. what's wrong with me? And they'll say, all you have to do is do as I say and make it work. And they're not even happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> this is the game of all games. Guys, my schedule this week is going to be crazy. I'm doing a little bit of a little bit of a road trip. So my schedule is going to be inconsistent this week, just so you know. So I'll chime in where I can and where I can't. I'll be reporting from a secret location, a bunker somewhere. Somewhere in the middle of the country, potentially. Who knows? But stay tuned. I'll be back to drop a couple of dimes or drop a couple of podcasts all throughout the week. But my schedule is going to be irregular, just to let you know. Shout out to the coach gang, and we out of here. <laughs>